once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record, and they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from smartmarkvideo.com. And additionally, head to powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, t-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. All right, that was Dominic Garina, and I'm Alex Worldwide Keller, moderator of shorts. That's right. (laughs) Below the knee, get that shit out of here, man. I want to see those kneecaps. Moderator of shorts, baby. Anyway, we are talking about Enter the Dragon in beautiful Akron, Ohio. Best time I've had there since my dear sweet mama worldwide graduated <laughs> co- uh, law school. Well, um, well great I- food at those commencement ceremonies. No. The uh, the catering of this was lacking, I'm going to say. Typically, you introduce everybody else that's going to be on the episode. Oh, yeah. Hey, Steve guy. And Steve hello, guy, John and hello, Thorne. John Thorne. Um, yeah, sorry about the catering. That we, we we can chalk that one up to me. I didn't necessarily try to find a catering spot. I was more worried about making sure that we had a packed house. Um, it was also missing. We had a beautiful uh, classical guitar player at the commencement ceremony. You know what? I really should stop attaching all my memories to, yeah, to that yeah, let's commencement stop, ceremony. Let's stop yeah. that. All right, Attach well, new memories because AIW, we debuted hot in the new territory. We made some crowds. Yes. Uh, I just, uh, you know, as we did in the preview show podcast, you know, this is an area that, you know, we've really wanted to penetrate for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, this market, <laughs> this market, this market's been one that like, especially for me being so close to home is one that I want us to try and run. Um, because to be honest with you, the wrestling that's been in Akron hasn't, hasn't been the best. We so penetrated I, hard. We did deep yeah. penetration. Yeah, took a nice deep dive. Um, enough five hundred plus jokes, penetration. Um, but it was one of those things. I thought that if we could bring a show down there, you know, we could definitely do something different for wrestling in that area. And we didn't just bring a whole show. We brought Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Fucking right, we did. Yeah, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Uh, Collectively, is he everybody's favorite meet and greet thus far? Red Dead. Awesome. One of the nicest men awesome. I've ever met. I was uh, cheapest seminar anyone got in a minute. <laughs> that, that was that was <laughs> the best up, advice brother. I ever got standing at a table for twenty five minutes. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I had tried to get him to do a seminar in the initial negotiations, and then he like ignored me. And then when he got there, he just started giving a seminar. He's like, you know, John, I do seminars. We could talk. We, we could discuss this for a future. And I I didn't want to correct the man that I wanted to do a seminar the entire time. <laughs> Because uh, he's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and you don't correct Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh, you just let him go. And uh, man, what a what a nice guy! I believe also you gave Monsoon Classic a possible dream assignment for this. Oh, uh, yes. So um, I uh, th- this is you know I wanted to have book if we we're gonna go there. I wanted to book like a big name, and I I talked to some other people, and it didn't work out. Um, and, uh, you know, I got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's number, and uh, he was available, and we worked out a deal. And I thought, you know, like, this is this is a big deal. You know what I mean? Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, and then, you know, I was like, it wasn't selling that well. That's why we did that podcast the week of and stuff. I don't know where all those fucking people came from. <laughs> But man, they came. I, so I'm, Pedro DeLuca did say a very did tell you a very important thing the week of the show, Thorne. He said Akron's a walk up town, and boy was he right. When uh, we got their ring set up, everything's ready to go. Getting ready to go to Young Josh Bishop's house to make sure uh, 
you know, everything was all, you know, cleaned up and everything while his uh, parents took an impromptu Disney vacation. And uh, I see three people walk inside and go, are there still tickets for the wrestling? I'm like, of course. Come on in. It was, I mean, to paint a picture of this venue for, because we have a lot of listeners who are outside of the area and haven't come to things. Our regular bleachers at Mount Carmel are probably, I think, half. They had so they we had floor seating, and then we had a, a whole wall of bleachers. And I believe that our typical wall of bleachers is maybe half of what their bleachers yeah. were. And bleachers were wall to wall; they were packed. Plus, floor seating Joe, sold out. Joe Norris, security Joe Norris, and Dave the Potato tried to count every head in the bleachers. And they came up with around a variable of 260 to 270 just in the bleachers, uh, which is wild. But uh, before we get to that, back to this Monsoon Classic assignment. Um, So when I book Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, we work out a deal, um, whatever. I'm looking for somebody to get him from the Cleveland airport because I I figure we're all going to be in Akron by the time he landed. He didn't land until uh, 2.30 p.m. Uh, and I flew him into Cleveland, even though there's an Akron Airport. It was just cheaper, and it's only about an you know an hour at tops. Um, so I'm like trying to find somebody, and you know, ask Wadsworth, and you know, he's got Wadsworth things going on. He's got all kinds of shit to do. Then I asked the Duke, and the Duke is just under the gun of the fucking tax season, and he's like, I can't, man, I can't even leave until six thirty, and like he's texting me in like all caps and uh, like stressed out about you know taxes. Uh, so then I'm like, I, I don't want some fucking idiot to pick him up or like a fan or something, you know? Yeah. Because God only knows, like first impressions are everything. And then I go, I got. So is that why you didn't want to put potato on it? Oh, potato was unavailable because he double he double shotted. He took a booking in, uh, in the afternoon. How many people were at that show? Uh, I don't know. In hindsight, I guess I, I think I think him it, up with Swaggle, but we were already on our way down to Akron. I think it was. Uh, I think the potato show was in like the parking lot of like a auto dealership or something, but uh, yeah. And then I didn't know what you guys were doing because you guys always wander off uh, and do things with meetings. So uh, I go, "Hey, Monsoon Classic, I hate to trouble you, but I was wondering if uh, you could pick up Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and be responsible for him on Saturday." And he goes, yes, what time? <laughs> <laughs> and then I tell him, and I you know, give him the information, and then he responds, thank you, by the way, for the best assignment of all time. <laughs> so, so then when they got there, I talked to, like, you know, I, I talked to Monsoon, I go, how is he, you know, because you got to feel it out, because sometimes these guys can be grumpy or whatever. Hater! <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Red-headed... Milk smelling coward ass. Okay. <laughs> oh my. So uh, holy on. Monsoon go, or Monsoon's like, oh man, he's great. He's you know real nice, and you know he's talking about how maybe he wants to get physical in the ring tonight and stuff. And uh, he, you know, he just started telling me stories, and I go, and did you tell him you knew every fucking detail? He goes, no, nah, I actually played it cool. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he would be telling me something, and I knew exactly what he was talking about to the detail. And Ricky would go, you remember that? And Monsoon said he would reply, mm, I think so. Uh, is that the time that... Uh, and uh, he said he was like real coy with them. But even though he's, he said he was like melting inside, like just like <laughs> like a kid on Christmas, like trying to contain himself. Uh, but he said he played he played it nice and cool with uh, with Steamboat because he didn't want to come off like a, like a weirdo super fan. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, well, apparently he played it super cool. Got himself a little tipsy. Yeah, uh, yeah. At the end of the night, uh, the Ricky Steamboat put a put a twenty in his uh, cup holder and Ooh. said, "Thanks for driving around the dragon." <laughs> now, and he will never spend that Andrew Jackson in his lifetime. No, I'm sure. Monsoon Classic was available uh, for assignments. You know, usually he's on concessions duty, but the Tadmore Shrine actually runs their own concessions. Did anybody have any of the concessions? 
I didn't check out the food, but you know the uh, beer service was a uh, brisk taste. A lot of people were really were really excited about the tater tots going around. Tater tots and ice cream sundays, man. Yeah, they had ice a full sundays. Yeah, they had a full ice cream sundays. Oh, let me I saw say people just walking around with ice cream. All right, they had a whole menagerie, a cornucopia, a smorgasbord of uh, food and snacks and beverages and beers at. This beautiful venue. Thank you for booking it, Dom. <laughs> and let me tell you, fans, something. You regular Mount Carmel fans. I see Mount Carmel at the end of the night. <laughs> and I saw Akron at the end of the night. And Mount Carmel, that is a house of God. And you people are just dumping all your cans of soda, your cups, your plates, this, that, all the mega flyers you don't care about. Willy nilly, piggledy piggledy. And, but <laughs> either way, Mount Carmel is a house of God. And you people defile that floor so gosh darn fucking much. And you fucking left that venue in Akron immaculate, immaculate. To your point worldwide, at Mount Carmel, we give you beers in cans. So you're less likely to spill things. No, 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 no. We give the, them the cups. At Tadmore Shrine? At Carmel. Oh, you they poured into cups? The, yeah. You poured into the cups? They yeah. have cups? Yeah, they pour into the cups until we run out of the cups. That's draft the beer at Tadmore Shrine. <laughs> I, well, the theory I have is they have more trash cans. We have like two trash cans in Mount Carmel. We are at a trash they can deficit. Have, they have... And more. they have multiple trash cans, which See, we get to later on. This, but this explains a lot because... You guys were at the after party almost as soon as I got to the after party. Well, we also had people from the venue doing cleaning yeah, and there were Yeah, there were also multiple venue people. Because when I set the venue up and I spoke to Gary at the Tadmore, he asked if we would help take down chairs. I said, is that all you need? He goes, yeah, we have a guy that comes in and helps the cleaning. I said... We'll take down chairs and we'll help pick up some of the garbage as well. Well, just to reiterate, he didn't have that much to clean. I was keeping an eye on those floors and really, I mean, they thanks were, for they respecting the new venue fans. But yes, thank you. Because Worldwide wanted to make sure he could get to that after party. We had one oh, beer I spill. I needed to see, check those jerseys out. One beer spill ringside and uh, Wes Barkley cleaned it up for me. But uh, that was cleaned up. I would have done that at Mount Carmel as well. Safety for the workers. A little bit of a tangent there, but yeah. Hey, good job not wrecking the venue, this new venue, guys. So anyway, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat gets there. <laughs> Extremely nice guy. Beautifully cleaned venue. It gives me, uh, gives me a handshake. He's very excited to put a face to the name. Gives me a hug. And uh, he just starts talking. And he just starts going into, like, I just think he cannot, like, uh, just fucking, like, perfect wrestling. He just starts giving an impromptu seminar. And, like... You know, he's talking to Dom and myself for like twenty minutes, and then at one, then I just realized the circle is growing, and like it's just he's just it's just such easy stuff that nobody does anymore. And the way he explains it is just, I mean, this guy should be fucking running the performance center the way he talks. Uh, it was just like he just figured out a way to just like dumb it down and explain everything so simply to everybody, and then. You know, I have to go. I was kind of disappointed because I have to go and like make sure everything else is getting ready for the show. Yeah, and then I didn't get to hear any of this. I just look and like half the roster is just surrounding him at one point, and he's just happy to be there, happy to happy to help, happy to talk with everybody. Um, there's really no issues other than uh, we were going to have Gary the King Baller in a four way, which I really didn't want to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know he had some family issues, so he had to cancel anyway. Because uh, it would have the, the way it worked out is like uh, him and Chase would have had to have been in the same match, uh, which I did not really want to do. Uh, so that ends up working out anyway. Um, and we, uh, you know, uh, we we open right at six o'clock, I believe, for the yep for the right at six on the nose. How real quick? How fun was it for me? The amusement was seeing how excited. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was when he saw Swaggle. I did not see. I, I did not see that. Oh, he, his eyes lit up. He was so pumped. He was like, "Swags, you're on the show." And he's like, "Yeah, I guess it was Monsoon was telling me." Uh, after that, he's like, "Oh yeah," he goes, "We're in the parking lot. We saw you guys get out of the car," and Ricky was just like, "Is that Swaggle? Is that Swaggle over there? That little guy?" And he's like, "Yeah." Oh my God, I love him so much. And then he has a Fit Finley impersonation because he thinks it's hilarious how Fit Finley apparently says hi to Swaggle and almost, I guess, it's like comes off demeaning. <laughs> and Ricky Steamboat did the Fit Finley impersonation to Swaggle. 
He's just like, no, please don't. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Finley you. He's like, come here, you little guy. How are you, little buddy? And just like everything's like little this, little that. And so I was like, God damn it, I hate yeah. this. Ricky Steamboat, such a nice guy. Oh, he was great. Uh, Kevin Thorne, uh, also back again. Yeah. Uh, he thought that the jerseys after party was the jerseys pre party, and uh, he texted he texted me at about five. He's like, "Hey, I'm at the after party spot. Why don't you stop up?" And I'm like, "It's for after the show, Kevin. Like it hasn't started yet." <laughs> Actually, I found out a, a very interesting fact of Kevin Thorne slash Mordecai. Um, he him and his uncle are in the back, and they ask me, Dominic, do you know you know this girl? And I said, "Yeah, she was in my graduating class. Like we had classes together." And his uncle goes, "Oh, that's my daughter." So little did I know that I was going to school with Kevin the or Kevin Thorne's niece when on oh four I was uh, driving that that uh, fan train right towards Mordecai, getting that big smackdown push. Well, wow. if you'd rocked a Mordecai shirt in a school, maybe that conversation would have sparked up. Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe. Should have said, "Oh, that's that's my uncle Kevin." Wow. Well, doors open on time. The line was huge. Uh, again, this is a meet and greet. We started early. This crowd was hungry for merchandise. They were. They were. We're standing there. Did your table get moved too? What about? Oh yeah, I'll tell you what, my table. Fifteen, got moved. 15 minutes into uh, and the doors being open, all of a sudden you got security Joe Norris and Pedro going, "Hey guys, we got to move all these bleachers oh, out now." I, how how dare how dare you have to move your eight by no, Doctor Dan? I'm saying it was a great thing. I had a hell of a t-shirt spread, and I had a really and you still did. I well, had a, hey, good, if I the had potato a has spot, to move his eight by tens. You got to move I yours. I still did business in my other spot afterwards but i had a real good spot has there ever been a human being as upset or the, as a set of look on his face as swaggle when he saw that dave the potato had eight by tens no oh, he was he very was disgusted <laughs> he actually yelled at thorn thorn potato with eight by tens i didn't make them they were <laughs> they were caricatures they were cartoon drawings yeah of him. made by the guy from japan unbelievable it was you wore what i heard you sold a couple t-shirts though oh yeah Robot had a triple-digit weekend, brother. Yeah, week. I mean, between the comedy show earlier on in the week, and then uh, you know, merch so, ski, and then did you uh, quit? That's how you got the credit advance. Oh yeah! Oh my god! It all comes yeah, together now. Like, oh, you have this really lucrative third career. That more on that in a future episode. <laughs> so, so you did touch on this podcast, but I gotta know: uh, Did you ever find out what the leak in your trunk was? Oh, I'm saying it was those production so and so's. Okay, ruin, okay, all right, all right. Put a leak in my damn... Yeah, I had to wash most of the merchandise uh, because apparently there was a uh, fucking leak in my trunk because I always keep my shirts mm. in my trunk because I never know if I'm going to be out at the bar or somebody maybe you somewhere. Could, someone wants to buy a damn shirt. Maybe invest, in, maybe invest in, you know, like a travel bag that's yeah. not of material that would get... Yeah, know, yeah, yeah something that's not a cardboard box. I had one of those and eventually it just got smashed. It's like the time got Hot it. Sauce Entertainment did a number to your car. Yeah, you know, all these villains just trying to do work on my cars. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind, you know, just nice baby face hot tag for someone to do something nice to my car. So <laughs> if only I knew someone. We're getting ready to uh, to start this show. Need transmission and, uh, flush. I got to see the, the stage guys were super pumped because we have curtains. And that unveils the stage setup. I think that they thought they were pulling a fast one on the crowd. Uh, that we were just going to walk through this curtain. Well, I will say that... Um, you know, estimated numbers say that the Ricky Steamboat meet and greet was the best meet and greet that we've ever done in AIW history. Yeah, I'd believe that. Uh, Based I, on the crowd that we had, and I think every single person in attendance, for the most part, I, I'm willing to bet 25 people that were there in attendance didn't go do the meet and greet. Yeah, uh, I, it was very, very uh, shocking, you know, like, because I don't like to look out uh, until the show started, you know? Yeah. And the meet and greet's going on for a while, and it's looking all right, and it's looking all right. And then that, uh, you know, people are saying, man, it's packed out there. Man, it's packed out there. And I looked. <coughs> man, man it was fucking packed out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first match we were nervous about, not only do we find out Gary the King Baller can't come, but it's Chase Oliver, Matthew Justice, Bobby Beverly, and uh, old Bev Smith. And Matthew Justice were also, I think, doing a double shot. I think they were on the potato double shot. Yeah, and they didn't show up until, I don't know, 10 minutes before bell time? Yeah, yeah, roughly. Roughly? I know the meet and greet was going on when they got there. Yeah, 
So they put a match together real quick, thankfully. And, uh, I mean, it goes well. All goes well. A couple of vets like that. They're used to each other. Ricky Steamboat actually pulled me aside and told me that the opening match was too good to be the opening match. And uh, he would have put it on a later later in the night. I'll let you know what match he wanted to open the show as we progress. All right. High ooh. praise from the Dragon. Uh, were you going to say something there, World War? No, I was just uh, ooh. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, so it was. It was an excellent match. A lot of fun. Matthew Justice uh, picks up the win on that one. And then we roll into match number two. Another women's match. We have Britt Baker back again. Second show in a row. And uh, she's taking on Karen Q. Yeah, I was just trying to hit all the kind of like... I was trying to make this show kind of like an AIW infomercial to kind mm-hmm. of hit like all the highlights a little bit of what we have to offer, but not going, you know... Yeah. You know, too too hardcore with uh, you know what I'm saying. Like, and, and you explained on uh, the podcast leading up to the show how Karen Q came into the fold. She's someone we had from GNO, um, and and again, obviously, always thanks to her because she contributed when Biggins passed away, uh, and that as you mentioned, something that stayed in your mind. Um, but the crowd knew what to do here. They knew they liked Britt Baker. They knew they were supposed to boo Karen Q, and. Uh, she played her role well. Yeah, the thing that was interesting about this crowd that you don't necessarily get in Cleveland at Mount Carmel, it was a very like easy pro wrestling crowd. They wanted to cheer good yeah. guys and boo bad guys, and uh, you know if the wrestling was good, that was you know, hey, great, even better, bonus. But it was a very like just. Uh, it was kind of like the perfect, you know, they were hot for everything. They were reacting for everything uh, to where at Mount Carmel, the, these guys in Mount Carmel, maybe they've been a little too spoiled over the years, you know, and they're a little desensitized to some stuff. That Florida syndrome. <laughs> yeah, it's like this crowd was reacting to everything. They were they were on board. They had fun with that. Uh, I have to say, I mean, yeah, we hadn't see, had Brit since like Absolution. Well, she was on well, the Dama show, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, never mind. But this was her, yeah, her second Disregard. consecutive show. But uh, it was fun. The crowd liked it. Britt gets the win. You know, gets that dilemma win back, and then that takes us into the tag team championship robbery. <laughs> I think this is everybody's favorite. Phoebe Smooth and Swaggle Twins taking on the party never ends. I, I don't think I've ever seen someone so defeated in their life, like Big Twan Tucker after this match was over. <laughs> I think he this is every- so upset. I think this is everyone in the back's favorite match. The monitor was sold out. I cannot wait to see it. I mean, I wanted everything out of this match, and it sounds like I got it. I, all, all I under, all I remember is Hornswoggle coming to the back afterwards, very upset man. He said, Big Twan. You know wrestling isn't real, right, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I figured it out recently. You guys realize Tuan is our new Kaplan, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Tuan is just pummeling Swoggle. Dude, he does Swaggle. He does a Vader attack on Swoggle and kills him. Killed him. Literally killed him. Does I, I see was, him? Now you don't. I was in the back, and I just hear the crowd go crazy. So I'm like, oh, the match must be close to being the end. I want to go catch it. I open up the, the side door, and I look, and it's still during the, you know still during when Big Twan's just pummeling on Swaggle. I'm like, what happened? He body checked him. I'm like, oh, God, that couldn't have been good. <laughs> yeah, Swaggle crawled to my corner and was like, Steve, guy, I think I'm, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> it fucking hurts. <laughs> and he is here. It's not like get a layoff, would you? And I'm like, Jesus, mm. he's up. <laughs> he was real. He was real excited. His big title match for Big Twan. He, he was. If you ask Big Twan, he's like, I just the adrenaline was going. I just I was so excited. I was like, Well, he thought it was back need- on the Shaker Heights gridiron. Yeah, boys. you're gonna need to reel that in, buddy, or people are gonna. Well, start I mean, to hate is, you. Uh, getting nostalgic for his first ever uh, indie opponents. The weird world. A little I mean, lighter touch there. Like I we'll said, like I said, when Big Twan found out he had that tag match, he started doing those football drills or whatever at the at the school. Say no more. Those three Say point no stances. More. Steve Guy, I'm gonna give you a high a high piece of praise for the tweet you put out post show. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. For those of you who who don't know, go back and find it. I believe you took a picture of Big Twan and tagged uh, his trainer Johnny Gargano in it. And oh. His brother. His brother. Uh, you you would have the better text on it than I would. 
as to what you had said. I uh, <laughs> I gotta close out the match card here, but I, I basically I. I'll find you. just told one. Johnny, hey, I just said, letting look, you know. He had a match tonight. Big Twan didn't get it done. Big Twan did not. Big Twan's reply was, done. please take this down before Johnny sees it. Yeah. I said, Dear Johnny Gargano, <laughs> the show is over, and your brother, Twan Tucker, seems to be missing something around his waist. <laughs> He's disappointed to let you down at AR Wrestling in Akron. And then, yes, Twan's, Twan's response was fantastic. He, not only did he say, please take it down before Johnny sees it, he says, Steve Guy, why you gotta tell him, man? Delete this tweet before he finds out I got the L, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then I asked about Big it later Twan. on at the after party. Legend. Still not happy. Legend, Legend. Big Twan. Still not He's, happy uh, at the after party. I like party. just taking him on a tour of the world with shots. That's <laughs> just me having fun. He had his first shot of tequila at Jersey. So. Oh, brother. <laughs> oh, no. no. Whoever, uh, I'm so glad he did commentary on my match at uh, the Tennille show because that is a fantastic piece of commentary work. Him and Parker Pierce Woo! on commentary for my match. It was great. Are, aren't they banned? Or isn't Big Twan now banned from commentary? You mean allegedly. Twan-mentary? Twan-mentary Twan-mentary is allegedly banned. Allegedly Bringing Twama to your mama. Still waiting for the for the uh, for the progress report on his uh, his commentary debut. Parker Pierce said that uh, before they were going out to the ring. Uh, he asked Twan if you want to go first, and Twan was like, "No, you're the leader. You go. You go first. Like he's the leader of the frat." And then after the match, Parker Pierce thought, "All right, Twan's gonna wait for me or whatever. I'm gonna get out and, and pick him up and tell him it's okay." He goes, Twan got right out of the ring, and then I got out and he was shoving. He goes, "When well, he shoved me, he shoved me for real." <laughs> it was all real Saturday, that night for Twan. It was. It was Bless rough. Him. Bless him. <laughs> Bless the legend that is Big Twan. Well, so as fun as that match was, uh, we go into the next match. A little Speaking bit of a switch. Of legends, because uh, Eddie Kingston originally scheduled. Uh, the grandmother passes away. Our condolences, of course. This is also the original. Supposed to be the original main event of the night. Correct. This match is, is supposed to be Dom Greeny, Eddie Kingston. Supposed to be the original main event, as John said. We move it because Eddie's replacement. Uh, surprise to the audience and everybody in attendance. Uh, Dan the Beast Severn. Yeah, Eddie Eddie Kingston uh, cancels about nine thirty on Friday night. Yeah, but I don't see it till about eleven p.m. Yeah, I had neither. So I went fuck. Uh, now what? So I start uh, going through my phone, start talking to people, trying to get some ideas together. Um, I believe. It was Pedro that says Dan Severn. Uh, it's a Dom, and then Dom says it to me. Uh, so I text him. Of course, Dan, Dan Severn is a Terminator. He never sleeps. <laughs> Writes me right back. Uh, yeah, what do you want me to do? Uh, how much? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then I tell him, and I know he's going to call me. I'm just pacing, waiting for the phone call. <laughs> Five minutes, phone rings, Dan Severn. Explains to me that I'm in luck. He was supposed to be in New York tonight, uh, having dinner with Mean Gene Okerlund. Where did they meet? <laughs> That's my question. Where did they meet? <laughs> I don't know. That is what I was wondering myself. Like, uh, did he do AWA show? Like, no, he didn't. I'm just telling you what he told hey. me. Man. All right, I know. All right. Still, the, con- I, I the conventions, brother. All right, conventions. All right. I was that, that's what I was going for conventions, but I wondered the same thing because man, when do these guys cross paths? Be, be talking to each other. Uh, anyway, he says his appearance got canceled, uh, and uh, he is available. Uh, we talk as fate would happen. He asks uh, about Dom and if he has any legitimate credentials. I have to explain to him his jujitsu background, and then he goes, uh, "All right, I'll wrestle him." I'll be, what time you need me there? Send me a text. Oh. And uh, he said he'd be there at 5. Luckily, nobody was paying attention to Dan Severn because in, in real life, Dan Severn just looks like a like a dad. Yeah. Dan Severn just walks right in the front. Right fucking, through the front door. Right through the front door. <laughs> I'm telling him I have this 
fucking sneaking, like lined up. I got Brian Carson standing in the parking lot. We got a emergency door propped open. Got the alarm shut off, so like we could sneak Dan Severn in. And then someone comes and gets me. Goes, he just walked right through the fucking front door. <laughs> we get him in the back though, and uh, you know nobody seemed to nobody seemed to notice. No, there's <laughs> one person that got a little smart when they noticed. Uh, you like uh, boxes sticking out at the uh, gimmick table. Well, let's. Well, uh, okay. Let's fast forward to me and Dan. Um, we put together this match, and he goes, uh, "Dominic, I believe I'm gonna go out to the merchandise tables. I have to then stop him and say, Dan, uh, you're supposed to be a very big surprise for us tonight. Um, no one actually knows that you're booked. Um, could you please wait until intermission to go out and sell your merchandise? How did you take that? He was actually surprised and okay with it, I said, because I also precursed it with, when you come out as a surprise, they're going to be extremely happy to see you, and they're going to be more willing to buy your merchandise. Dan bought it and loved it. Also, one of the things we ran into here was we had a shared bathroom at this venue uh, for the locker room. There's one dickhead. And for the fans. So had to be cautious. I'm in there, and then Dan Severn walks in, he goes into a stall, and then two or three fans walk in after. I'm like, oh, shit. There we did this. have one fan that just snuck into our locker room through the bathroom and just sat down and tried to pretend he was a wrestler, in which that fucking poor guy almost got murdered because, like, Magnum CK and the whole production, like, surrounded him, and I had to go, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, they were going to sacrifice this man. And, like, <laughs> luckily, he... I, me saying whoa 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 gave enough time for him to fucking scurry out of there all right then just found his way through the bathroom as well i'm guessing that, uh, he did it on purpose he was being a dickhead yeah yeah wow well thankfully nobody there saw dan the beast severn and uh dan actually almost walked out the wrong door thankfully i was in there as well i washed my hands and he gets ready to walk out and i go whoa dan other side buddy oh there's two doors yep whoo that was almost bad I'm like yeah Sure was. Uh, and then, there we go. Fast forward to the match. I'm in the ring. Dom Greeny comes out. Who is it, Steve? Who do I got? Dan the Beast Severn comes out. Big Place pop. goes crazy. Poor Dom. Healed out in his hometown. <laughs> <laughs> A night that's supposed to be about Dom. Gets this nice write-up from the Canton Repository. Shout out to BJ Lisko. The, the week leading up to it. And we're like, man, Dom's going to be this heralded, you know, hometown hero coming back. And... Nope, has to take on Dan Severn. It's okay. Dan Severn, beloved, beloved in Canton, you know, Ohio. Unbelievable. We pull. We do. Well, it's you know, it's an old, it's an old market for you know WWE and you know and the old NWA. So, but at the end of the match, not, not the NWA he was in though. At the end of the match, though, Dan and I shook hands, and you know, I feel like we got you know baby faced back out. He took a nasty German. I was shocked. <laughs> It didn't look as bad from, I mean, my point of view. Oh, it looked nasty. Everybody, oh, it was pretty rough. I, I got pretty in the back rough. and I was like, oh, shit, Tom, you killed him. That's okay. Uh, maybe Dan did agreed. You, did you only give him one or did you give just him multiple? One. No, yeah, just one. It looked one. all right from my angle. Hey, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was one of those things, you know, Dan was very cool. It was, it was a great experience to get to wrestle, you know, a guy like Dan Severn, especially in front of my hometown. I had a lot of my... My training partners from East Coast Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu there. Uh, my boss from work came. Were and they shocked to see you in there with Dan the Beast Severn? Yes, they were. And then my boss came, um, and he loved it, although he was a bigger fan of Swoggle than he was me. <laughs> um, and then my parents came, which was very shocking, to be honest with you. Um, this is the I'm, first time they've seen you, yeah? Yes, and I'm also going to be honest with you. Uh, my mother never never came to any of my Jiu-Jitsu matches, never came to any of my high school football games, and there's a simple reason for that. Do you, any of you guys want to guess? Beer. Thanks, Dan. You fucking trying to give the guys out microphones a, a chance here, but yes, there was beer, beer was there. The answer, yes. There was there was the Bud Light was a flowing, so my mom was in the venue. <laughs> oh, I thought he said fear. No, no. beer. No. No. Beer. beer. Worried about baby Dom. Beer, absolutely beer. Yeah, your family parties. My mom party. Oh well, yeah, Have fear. Drink beer. Yeah, my mom was all about it. So. It was really, it was just a cool it was a cool experience. Um yeah. and you know, Dan was, you know, nothing but a professional and uh gave me a cell phone number, so I believe we're best friends now. Was that like you <laughs> was that wrestling your Josh Prohibition? Uh not quite. 
I've, I, I've said on another podcast who my Josh Prohibition is, and it doesn't make any sense to my character. So There you go. Maven. Yeah, there but he has to come out to the sickest theme song of Ruthless Aggression Era WWE. What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide Keller here to tell you all about it. Thrift Store, Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. And now BigCartel.com as well. That's right. It's ThriftStoreJobber.BigCartel.com. And, you know, every week I usually come on here and I tell you about some items that he's unearthed from the thriftiest of the stores for you people to adorn and enjoy. But, gosh damn it. This is a doozy of an announcement. Actually, not really, because he released that Luna t-shirt a while back, and a lot of you guys liked it, and y'all bought it. Well, he's taking pre-orders on that Luna shirt. That's right, the Wendy O. Williams Luna mashup. You want it, he has it. Pre-order it at thriftstorejobber.bigcartel.com. And don't forget to follow our dear sweet boy, the Thrift Store Jobber, at Thrift Store Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, and etc. Then from here we go into uh, go to intermission. No, Ricky, oh. Ricky. Oh, that's right. Duke. My mistake. The lizard man. How do I forget? Ricky wanted to open the show with this, and he didn't. See, here's the thing: is like I had a plan for Ricky to get physical the whole time, and I was just gonna try to sell him on it, much like Terry Funk. But then when he told me about it, I acted as if like, oh yeah, I think we can work something out. Yeah. So then. He comes to me and wants to open the show with this. And I say, well, let, maybe let's do it at intermission. Well, even though if he knew that there was a lineup sheet, it said Ricky Steamboat segment before intermission in the right. back. <laughs> but he didn't know that. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I thought that the Duke was perfect for this spot. Of course. Uh, very uh, disposable heel. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, they did not... They didn't really talk at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Ricky goes on. He tells these funny stories about Ric Flair and going to see him in the hospital. Do you think anybody had heard those stories yet? No. Because they're pretty fresh. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty interesting. And then, you know, the Duke comes out and cuts him off. <coughs> and they banter a little bit. Uh-huh. And then the Duke, sa- the Duke says, you did a lot of things, but you still lost to the honky-tonk man. And, like, uh, I guess Ricky was not expecting that kind of, like, hardcore fire no. coming from the Duke. And I guess he, like, almost cracks up laughing. He did. He turned around, <laughs> and he just gave me this this grin and shook his head. Yeah, like, I guess like he laughing. was like, he was like, fuck, you got me. Like, yeah. this guy got me. Uh, and then, you know, uh, he, goes, he goes to leave, and then... Uh, the Duke throws a punch at him. He beats the fuck out of the Duke for to a big ovation. And, yeah, it turns uh, out people in uh, Akron Canton area, they also hate the Duke. Yes. We'll find his town one day. <laughs> <laughs> he got booed hard. Washington DC. <laughs> you don't you don't break up Ricky Steamboat about to tell a macho man story on WrestleMania three. Yeah. Uh so that was you know, that was a really good moment. Uh feel good moment. And then we go to intermission. And unfortunately for Ricky Steamboat, everyone pretty much that wanted to meet him met him before the show. (laughs) And then all those people swarmed Dan Severn at intermission. Yeah. uh, Poor Ricky's sitting there. I'm like, well, I'm like, if anybody wants to talk to Ricky Steamboat and you've already gotten a picture with him, just come on by and have a conversation. Maybe drop five bucks on the floor. Why not? What a super nice guy. He was... Man, he was fun. He was another one. You know, I tried to get out of the ring. I it just for the record, I had to keep saying this because I don't want people to think that I'm being some putz and like this comes out on video. What's Steve guy doing? Literally, I shake his hand, I hand him the mic like simultaneous or whatever. I'm ready to get out, and he pulls me back in. It's like, oh, what are you doing? Stay in here. Tells me and makes me stay in the ring with it. Ricky Steamboat asks you and tells you to stay in the ring. You're not gonna be. And like, I don't know no. if this is common knowledge or not. I don't know if I'm breaking any kind of any kind of uh, mystery down. It definitely shocked me. Ricky Steamboat was partying hard all day. He was pounding beers and having a good time with everybody. Which was <laughs> Bud Light, man. He's got yeah that driver, man. I you just think Ricky Steamboat wholesome baby face? I just never pictured yeah. him slamming beers all day, and uh, I was I was a he he became a bigger baby face in my eyes. It's still that from day. those territory days, man. That's how they did it. 
But uh, yeah, he was he was having a good time, man. He was a good brother, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He sat out there and watched every match. Yeah, and, get, and then would go back. Well, he watched every match up until PB got his claws in him, and then PB just you know was PB in him all night. Uh, but uh, you know. yeah, he was supposed to watch uh, our match, but I don't because I know Derek asked him and uh, some other uh, people in the match asked him. But then like immediately after the match, I walked through the back. I'm like, "Where's Ricky?" And I was like, "Oh, talking to PB. Cool." So I'm gonna give you guys some uh, some high praise here worldwide. I'm ready As we're it. passing this around on this uh, episode. If you thought things were going to cool off, if we were at the peak, we've got Ricky Steamboat, we go to intermission, uh, are people going to be hot coming back? First of all, the production has this awesome entrance because of the curtains. Yes. And the smoke is going. We got the fog back on this day, and it's going off, and the curtains open, and there all four of them are. They're part of this Dan Housen, not here. And... and Man, that just looks super cool. Made their way to the ring. Make their way to the ring. Like, man, that was a pretty sick entrance. And then the weird world comes out. We're gonna have to wiggle like no one's ever wiggled before. Yep. Then you guys stop and studio hits. You had the boogie woogie going on. You did. I I was from my head to my knees. Boy, did that crowd go crazy when Sue Studio hits. And you guys are all dancing, the four of you on stage. Which is speaking of which, my boss said that. Uh, the guys who came out to Phil Collins should win every single match. <laughs> well, you your go. boss employs you, and he said that. So obviously, he's a very intelligent man. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh, fuck, I, I just, you just made me lose my entire train of thought with that. <laughs> well, it was an eight man tag match, the weird world yes. experience taking on the production. Oh, what I was going to say is, yes, it was crazy that they go nuts because it's, it's by my estimation an eighty percent never attended AIW in their life before right. a crowd. Maybe not even been to like an indie or ish. No, they probably have seen like a shindy or something. I don't know if they're from Akron and they're going to local wrestling. They've probably seen like a shindy or like something like that. I don't know. Maybe, but, but they go nuts for you guys and like uh, it was just that's they what I talent. mean. Akron's a good town. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> They just knew how to, how to react. They went crazy. They loved they loved this match. Uh, it, it was a fun one. At at some point, don't you guys just shout no? Somebody shout no. That no was uh, that was, was that Magnum? Magnum. Like it all broke down in this like crazy <laughs> brawl, and Magnum was just like no rules, and charged and knocked me off the fucking apron, and then I just pulled him out. One point in time, I had a, like a fucking iron claw. Who was the referee? Tom on Dunn. The outside, it was beautiful. Tom Dunn's the referee. Yeah, and he's just sitting there. No, there's rules. There are rules. <laughs> nope, no rules. I have. I gotta share this this funny moment. So Derek, uh, Derek comes to the outside. He falls over by me, and he comes. And he puts his head in my lap, and he's trying to make it like awkward and com- and uncomfortable. And he's getting the fans to laugh behind us. And they're like, oh, it's fine. So I give him a little pat on the back. And they're like, oh, he's okay. And then he lays down and he keeps rubbing my thigh with his hand, trying to be real <laughs> weird about like while he's laying down. And I'm trying so hard not to lose it. And then Magnum gets thrown over the top rope, comes falling down inadvertently, knee or elbow, right to the junk of Derek. <laughs> and Derek just pops up so fast. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ, it hurt. And <laughs> then I lost it. <laughs> I could at that point I had to hide my face. Like, all right, I'm done here. <laughs> and that was my that was, was my moment of that man. It was pulling, pulling out Enzigiri's all oh, over the place. Weird body and fire. Frankie Flynn falling over the coming over the top rope. Yeah, Shawn like, Michaels, Bret Hart, and Bret Hart Dynamite. style. Yeah, unbelievable. But yeah, you guys hell of a match. Uh, I mean, you know, finish. I guess it was all right, but you know, you guys did not pick up the win. No, no, I had to take the L. Thanks for not telling Johnny. <laughs> you guys really told you're, the story out there you're welcome yeah. uh i mean i think maybe we're just you know next time we face like uh the production we might just have to get a little bit more devious mm. oh there you go what if they bring their fifth member well then we'll have to get a third and or fifth member you know who you'd have to get as mentioned on this podcast before whom don't worry about it <laughs> go back and listen like i said i think we're gonna like try you know they're very evil and devious and we're just gonna dig into our well of unyielding cosmic deviousness and uh hope for the best so our next match of this evening also another fun one 
uh, involves the guy sitting to my right. Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham is here. We didn't announce him previously, but you've heard him talk. Uh, he comes out. Nobody likes you in Akron either. And I don't know what I ever did to anybody in Akron. It's a smart town. I do not suck, Dom. It's probably that uh This is a nice podcast, friendly one. We're not arguing with each other. Couldn't take the hoverboard down the stairs. Could not take the hoverboard down the stairs. Well, why does why, why does every venue either have steep like angles that I can't ride the hoverboard down or stairs? Why doesn't the hoverboard actually hover? Yeah. It's it it's not an actual like, hoverboard. Life's true yeah. questions. Yeah. It doesn't actually hover. They shouldn't have called like, it that. Give, give That's the, the brand name. That. It's like Kleenex. It's, well, it's the stu- tissues. But it's a terrible brand name because we already know what the hoverboard hover. is. And it, you know, maybe we just want to challenge you. you so no, maybe one day I'll drive it down the stairs, and you guys can see what happens. You please, come out. please, all terrain. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you took the ch- the stairs fast enough, like at a good twenty miles an hour, you'd hold on to it. So you just got to you, you know supercharge it. it in the shop. What's the, what's the top speed on that? Uh, I think it, on the like the brochure that comes with it, it says twenty seven. Oh man, twenty seven. That'd be wild. You could definitely jump some stairs with that. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. You come out with your cute little headset. Yeah, microphone ready to give a motivational speech. I was giving a motivational speech. Did it work speech. this time? I bought a brand new unit and I've used it literally everywhere I've gone. It oh, works flawlessly. It sounded great, so great. Uh, I'll tell you in a moment how good it was. Uh, because then enter Kevin Thorne. You want to make him not a vampire anymore? Yep. He comes out, tells the crowd, "Hey, I am from this." Gives us a whole background. His it was his dad made the uh, he Hoban made, sign. Yeah, he made the Hoban sign. That's crazy, man! How attached to this town he was. I didn't realize he was that. He had a lot of family indeed. there. Yeah, yeah well, so much family. And uh, he says he is throws out shoot name. Goes, I'm wrestling as Kevin Furtig tonight. I, at oh, that point, man. I went, oh, then my promo just made no sense because <laughs> yep. now he's himself. He says, See how he just flipped the script on you? That's a fucking old vet move. This is a hoping night street fight. And he uh, charged me so fast, the fans couldn't douse me in toilet paper until I was already outside uh, of the ring. No. Yeah, screw those fans. I had to pick up all that toilet paper, man, even though we didn't do your intro. Like, there was so much. Right about this time. Is, oh, is I have where, a funny story about that toilet paper. It, right about this time is where... Um, Dominic Garini brings over the county sheriff to me. I did not bring him over. Wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Yes. You ever heard about this? No. Oh, <laughs> Dominic Garini says, "Oh, this is the guy that runs it." Oh no. I never said that. Oh no. Oh, you were the one that sent him my way. And uh, allegedly, these things happen. You don't have a microphone. Allegedly, says Dominic Garini. And uh, so I say. I say, hey, how are you doing, sir? I'm John. He says, he doesn't even introduce himself. He says, why didn't you play the national anthem tonight? What? And I said, yeah. uh, what? He says, the national anthem. Why didn't you play it? And I said, we never do. He said, why not? I said, I don't know. We just we just don't. He said, why don't? Why not? I said, well, you know, we never have. And I mean, you know. Now there's a lot of like political controversy surrounding that, so I'd rather not. And he said, "What? What's politically controversial about the national anthem?" And uh, I just looked at this man dumbfounded, and he gets really aggressive with me, <laughs> nose to nose with me. In fact, what? And uh, he says, "Do you not fucking respect this country?" Whoa! I'm a I'm a veteran. And I, I, I don't. I'm just like looking at him. And I said, "We just don't play it. It can create a very hostile environment." He said, "What's hostile about it?" He says, "Hillbillies, rich people, everyone respects the fucking national anthem." Hillbillies and, and rich people. That's. And I said, "Okay." He said, "You plan on coming back here?" I said, "I don't know." He says, "When are you coming back here?" I said, "I don't know. You know, this is the first time." He looks around at the crowd. He goes, oh, I think you're going to want to come back here. <laughs> he knew. He and knew. He, and he says, you want to know what's going to happen? You're going to play the fucking national anthem. Cause, cause <laughs> I have a solution for that. Because I get. No. Because he says, because I get assigned to every event at this at this venue. And when I come back and my partner over there, the other, the other sheriff, he's also offended that you didn't play the anthem. We're both going to be here next time you come back. And you're going to fucking open the show with the national anthem. Just think about it. And I literally thought I was going to get arrested. 
Well, ain't no thinking about it. I'll t- I'll dive on this grenade. I will sing no. the national anthem. No, yeah. I've been to one of your concerts. No, no, yeah, yeah. We're all good. I was dig into like my Tom Waits, Joe Cocker. It would be like when Jimi Hendrix did it, only with my voice. It's gonna be no. real good. So, no. so at this point, I think I'm getting arrested. Fans don't accept anyone else but me. And then uh, right after this, the sheriffs walk into the locker room, and they say, "Hey guys, we're here to search your bags." And Eddie only thinks that they're fake cops. <laughs> He thinks they're like security cops. Oh, that wasn't the first time they pulled that trick. Well, I'm going to tell you about the Eddie Only time, right after I thought I was going to get arrested. And Eddie Only goes, oh, it's cool. I just got a, like cocaine, and we have some hookers, uh, but that's all we got back here. <laughs> the and one time I miss a cool thing. And he says it like totally dead-faced, and like they just, they, they just look at him, and they keep walking, and we have to explain to Eddie Only that those are ranked above police officers. Those are county sheriffs. Uh, and he's like, what? But their uniforms are different. I said, yes, they're county sheriffs. And he says, he says, oh, fuck. I don't really have cocaine or anything. Just said, a whole bag of worms. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, uh, that's like that's a bad thing to say to them. And he's like, Oh man, I thought they were just some fucking bullshit like venue security. I said they have guns. Well, that wasn't a well. That time they probably did that out of spite, but they did it in fun before the show. We we're all just standing around, and at one point in time, one of them goes, "Hey guys, hope you all have a really good show tonight. Hope everyone's uh you know gets out safe and everything. Uh, just want to let you guys know, uh, we are law, law enforcement officers, and we will uh we're just gonna real quick look through your bags here. We got a hot tip that uh somebody has something, and everyone's just you can hear a fucking pin drop, like like sort of like not moving, sort of like looking, not trying to look anybody in the eye, like all this shit, and then they're like. Just kidding, guys. And, like, the fucking air, like, goes back into the room. But, uh... Did you all have a nice fake laugh when that happened? Uh, no, it was, like, a fucking, like, rueful chuckle. Did you, did you change like, your <laughs> pants after that? Uh, no, I was fine. <laughs> I'm not... We're in a new town. I'm not gonna, like, you know... I gotta feel that shit out job. before anything happens. Not that I you ever know. do anything illegal or have anything illegal, Steve Guy. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, right. but but so back, back back to the matter at hand. Back to the Hoban street fight after so, the police. Yes. Hoban night street fight goes down. Uh, Dancy Rockingham getting chased outside of the ring, getting beat down. He's still got the headset microphone on the entire time. The entire time he's like, "No, oh no, oh god!" <laughs> the the, the, the uh, ass beat through the PA system. The, the beer sprayed my face. The, oh the yeah, punch in the face by the beer. My headset still smells like beer. Yeah, it was the wonderful. next day. It just reeked of it. I'm sitting there. Getting in tracks for position, another venue going. Oh, this is this is the worst. It smells so bad. I was enjoying that moment so much. But like, what a new element this brought to everything. But to, to to bring this all full circle, did you see what weapon he used on me, Steve? Uh, I heard about it after the fact, and I'm really upset that uh, uh, what you had. Out of all the time, Swaggle disappears. He goes. He could have helped Kevin Thorne beat me up with a trash can after retribution for me letting him get beaten up with a trash can. But he's nowhere to be found. So jokes on him. Yes, that's right. For those of you who do not remember, uh, Kevin Thorne as Mordecai took on Swaggle in night one of Jaylit last year, and. Uh, they brawled through the crowd, and it was a trash can was heaved at Swaggle, <laughs> knocking him. That trash can hit Swaggle about as hard as Twan did on this day. Uh, but uh, he was yeah nowhere to be found while you were getting beat with a trash he, can. He was swinging that steel chair and that trash can like you know he had a. I owed him a lot of money. That that was a uh, a little brutal. But you know what? Because you know hats off to him for now, winning the match. One thing that did not happen in this match. As we had the podcast leading up to it, uh, I asked John Thorne if I thought that Kevin Thorne would be able to gorilla press you. And John said, yeah, to the heavens. Are you happy that that didn't happen? Um, I may have you rather have taken the gorilla press to the heavens because when he picked me up for that razor's edge slash crucifix bomb, whichever you prefer to call it, uh, that was a, possibly a moment where my life flashed before my eyes because I was getting walked around the ring with him just hoisting me above his head. And at that point, I went, oh, this is not going to be good. Um, it, it was not. It was not. You got your ass beat, dude. That uh, the, It wasn't the fall that hurt. It was the sudden stop. 
Well, from there, the March of the Hometown Heroes continued. We go into DJ Z taking on the young man from Canton, Ohio, Trey Lamar. And uh, this was fun. I know Trey was very much looking forward to this as we covered on the podcast uh, leading up to it. And this was a, this was a fun, this was a, a good match here, I, I thought. it's. I mean, Dom, John, you see this guy? You see Trey Lamar at training? Did you see how far he came in something like this? A singles match with DJZ, one of the best out there? I think I think he did good. I think, you know, you could tell he was a little nervous. Sure. Uh, but uh, all in all, I think it was good. I think it was definitely a good experience for him. Uh, I think there's a, a big upside to Trey Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of charisma. He's got a lot of confidence. Uh, His know. family goes hard. <laughs> Yeah. He's got a Worldwide. Duke and Worldwide spent a lot of time with the Lamar interacting with the Lamar family. Oh yeah, he's got a. There's still like a little point of Trey where he's got to figure out how to put that that confidence and that charisma all together. But Trey is really just a wealth of talent that once he figures out how to put it together, a lot of people in this area are just going to be amazed at how good he can get as quickly as he can get. He's going to leave a lot of people in the dust. Yeah, were you guys? Uh, all really excited when the potato took a shot to the groin. I was a little nervous about that. I figured he'd mess it up in some way. Yeah. <laughs> Although, man, might have been the other referee that messed up. Jake Lemons, he's, he messed up a little bit in the. Yeah. You got but it. it was this was a great experience, you know, to get Trey in there with honestly a guy that was probably in his shoes, you know, back what ten or so years ago. Yeah, John. I mean, yeah, roughly. So to get Trey the chance to perform like this in front of his hometown was great. Although he needs to just eighty six that gear that he had on. Yeah. HBK. No. Oh, well, okay. H. B. Trey. H. B. Trey. Heartbreak Trey. H. B. Trey needs to take that gear to the fire bin. <laughs> yeah, he's way better in trunks, guy. Yeah. Well, worldwide, tell me about the. Uh... You were uh, with the fam? Lamar family. Uh, My goodness. The Mar- Well, number one, I mean, his mom is just. Out loud. Very proud of her son. Oh, yeah. Very proud of her son. And also, his family was not, you know, they weren't letting uh, anything suspend their disbelief. Or maybe they were. It was the other way around. Because they were like, trying to get hit something and be like, that wasn't shit. Don't sell that shit. I, I don't think watching Trey's family watch the match was as good as watching Big Tuan watch Trey's match. Oh, yeah. That Twan, was fantastic. See, like, if you miss Tuan popping, you can still from across the room see that Tuan had just popped. It's like a very... Tuan's like a team guy. So like anyone from the school, Tuan gets, goes out and watches and gets real pumped for Oh, he gets very excited. It's his teammate. <laughs> it's... Well, it, it was a fun match. Uh you know, Trey does not get the win, but uh, a good, good fun bout. Everybody enjoyed it, and that leads us into the main event, which becomes the main event that day. And Joshua Bishop taking on Josh Prohibition, and the crowd starts off hot for them. We got the Bishop Brigade, old Josh, the Pro- non-family Bishop, Brigade. the non-family Bishop Brigade. The we're all back on spring break Brigade, exactly. And uh, Josh Prohibition getting to lace up the heel boots. Boy, did he enjoy that, huh? He did. He did enjoy that. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, as the night progressed, Josh Prohibition kept looking out the side door at the Tadmore Shrine. He kept seeing the crowd filling, and uh, he kept on getting a little looser and looser, talking about how crazy the match was going to be tonight. He said he wanted to take it back to the backyard. Yeah, then he he fucking, (laughs) he put his gear on. He hasn't wrestled in gear in quite some time. Uh but he put that gear on, and I tell you what, I couldn't even remember what he's been wrestling in at that point. I was like, look at that. Gear Josh is back. MMA, uh, generic Amazon MMA short Josh is gone. <laughs> <laughs> he was ready to go. They brawled through the crowd. He's yelling at the Bishop Brigade, blowing kisses to them. Took one Josh Bishop to school, you could say. He, uh, he was trying to get Josh Bishop's Brigade to actually fight him at one point. That was pretty entertaining. That was good. Some like beef yes. boy chops out of uh, both Josh's. It was funny watching the match. I was like, I was at this point, like maybe two beers in. I was pretty mellow at this show. Then again, I was driving the truck. And uh, I freaking just every once in a while, I'd just be like, yeah, go Josh. <laughs> and uh, you couldn't lose with that one. 
<laughs> I was standing next to you for that. <laughs> no, you could not. I, I could hear that from where I was sitting. I was impartial, right down the middle. But uh, yeah, some uh, great chops and great uh, crowd interaction, and uh, just a down and dirty American main event style. Yeah, yeah. and, and I hope Josh Bishop was happy with it because he was so nervous in the days going into that thing. He took a shot from a food tray. Yeah, he was a very nervous guy. Took that Eric Ryan bump on the bleachers. Double, double nervous. Nervous for the match. Nervous to debut trunks as opposed to long tights. He was a good boy in trunks. Yeah, he's going to be a trunk boy from now on, I think. You like the trunks? Trunks was good. Nothing beats a uh, 2 a.m. Snapchat from Josh Bishop going, is this okay? And it's just him in trunks. Like, why are you sending this to me at 2 in the morning? That's when he worked up the courage to freaking try him on, Dr. Dan. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention another person debuting some new look gear at this show. Worldwide, one strap, buddy. Yeah, it was uh, something I picked up from a comedy show I did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it turns out you can just take that other singlet strap and just fold it under a bunch of times. And then all of a sudden, you got yourself, you know, some nice... Uh, you got an Andre strap. Yeah, yeah you fucking Lawler strap, brother. Everybody was very happy with that. I know. I, uh, You know what, guys? I know I said in the New Year's episode that uh, I was going to be a high-waisted trunks boy. And I might still be a high-waisted trunks boy. That's what I was going to come back to, yeah. But... Uh, It'll be highways of trunks with that single strap. <laughs> single strap. He likes the single strap. It's nice because I feel like I put like a little bit of you know I feel like I put a little bit more in my upper chest area. You know I'm in the hunt and uh, I want to <laughs> let everybody know about that, but I don't want to give them too much. You know I like to keep a little bit of mystery. So yeah, we'll just uh, go one strap, boy, from this on this point on. Well, to recap, HB Trey probably should go. Uh, trunks Bishop can stay. One strap worldwide for life. Take all those straps. <laughs> and uh, Ricky Steamboat, best dude ever. That, pretty much? Yeah. All right. Akron, hell of a town, good taste, knows who to hate and who to love. So so night's ended, and we're getting ready to go to the after party. Oh, yes. That is the after party. So. Which, great job, Dr. Dan. N- n- nothing beats the, uh, the Wednesday text of, we have no after party. What do we do? Well, we didn't have... Yeah, we, we had a place lined up. They weren't going to help us money-wise. Nobody wanted to help us. And we talked about, John and I had just talked about that location. And I knew, I don't know, someone who knew somebody. And uh, I was like, okay. But on Wednesdays, I bartend. We brought up this venue. I'm like, I can't call them right now. Dr. Dr. Dan to the rescue. Dr. Dan to the rescue. Free food, free beer. Great job. How many buckets of beer they give us? I, I, I don't know. I didn't even Three, count. maybe? Worldwide, it goes into the, venue, or it goes into oh, the after well, party and goes, you, you took too long, which I was there five minutes after him. Well, and goes, we didn't know if you were coming. Yeah, we didn't know what the hell you were doing. So, you had so, to go somewhere yeah, people, else. Uh, people day. were asking me. I was like, oh, so I, I don't took, know. I took the screenshot, and I gave Worldwide a cheat sheet, and I said, go tell this person that you're Dan, and you talk to him on the phone. And he goes, what do we talk about? I said, I don't know. Just wing it. And I, I walked I did, in and I got in the order for the, I think it was only two buckets of beer. You keep on saying three buckets of beer. I never saw the third bucket of beer. Well, I remember cool. I had one, I was handing it around, and then I handed Philly one and he was handing it around. So that was 10 beers. And then we had like three appetizer trays that were pretty loaded, a little heavy on the fries, could have done with a little more onion rings and, uh, you know, chicken fingers. You know, just for the amount of business we brought there, I think we rated a few more free. I, I I followed up an email with them; and they were very happy. So yeah, well, they fucking better. Also be. But then, not... also on top of that, it was a uh, daylight savings, which none of us remembered. So oh yeah, around one forty-five, they started trying to tell us to leave, and I was like, "The fuck, it's goddamn like." Local chain ass fucking sports bar doesn't even like money. What the hell's going they on? Board's got a good point they, here. They, they supposedly close at eleven p.m. or midnight. And they, they do. They, they stayed stay, open. They stayed late. open for just for us. Yeah. Well, the one forty five thing came around though, like, and they were trying to absolutely cut people off, and I was like, "Hell's this shit!" And then like all of a sudden it was like two a.m. and I went outside to smoke a cigarette, and then I like looked at my phone and I was like, "Oh, it's three a.m." Oh, that's why they wanted us out of here by yeah. 145. I spent four hundred dollars on there. <laughs> in fairness to them, I mean, hey, Jerseys is the name of this place. If you're in the Akron area, J E R Z E E Posh yes, yeah. Yes. Go check it out. Spelling uh, B champions, no. Food doubt. was good, nice place. And uh it was thank every, you so much for every, staying open for us. Every person that walked in there, their first impression was this place is too nice for us. Yes. That, that's one thing. When I walked in, I was real worried. I was like, oh, no, what did I like, do? It was like an Applebee's. 
And then Worldwide stands up almost on top of the bar and goes, Dan, I pretended to be you. It's I fine. To, I was trying to wave you over and you As were like, well, I don't want to hear what I received you're trying a, to say. I received a tweet about mm, two days before the show and it literally said, Dominic, I don't believe that Jersey's in green is the right crowd for the AW after party. I didn't reply to it because I knew that that was likely right, but I'm not going to ruin a good thing. Who was that? His name is Brian. He comes to some of the shows. He's friends with uh, Paul, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt who frequents now that's class sometimes. He Actually, this is a great story. Uh, Paul, the Jiu-Jitsu black belt at Old School Iron, has seen Worldwide multiple times at GameStop this year, but is too starstruck to go talk to him. Wow. What? Yeah, I was, I, was, I was there when he said that to us. It was at the school. He goes, I see that guy with the blonde hair all the time. He's, it's, that guy just looks like a star. I'm too scared to go <laughs> yes. talk to him. Hey. Yes, this is legit. Hey, I he set up her body. Uh, here's the thing. Fucking, I'm a millionaire. My currency is street respect. Jujitsu black belts, they know. Scott Norton knows. Everybody knows. Well, the after party was a great time. Uh, everybody enjoyed it. Uh, well attended, certainly. Yes. And thank you to all the fans that came. Again, thank you to Jerseys for staying open. Skeleton Key Tattoo. Yes, Skeleton Key Tattoo. I met that guy. I bought him a drink because I was just in such a good mood about the show. Yeah. I bought our sponsor a drink. So I guess it all worked out for him. Yeah, absolutely. They were uh, they were great. They were happy to be there. And uh, look, Akron, Ohio, we'll we'll do what we can. Okay. Yeah. No. We'll hey, big. There was so much goodwill. Like. Yeah. Big thank you to the the towns of Akron and Canton who definitely came up, turned up, and showed out for the show. Um, I know as well. Pedro would like to thank all of you as well because for those of you who don't know, Pedro is about two minutes away from that venue, so yeah. it meant a lot to him for this to be so successful. As well, his, his wedding reception was at the Tadmore Shrine. Oh, okay. as well, I had many people say that I could be Pedro's actual son. They think we look alike. There you go. There it is. How about that. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Thank you all for listening. For Alex Worldwide Keller, Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham, go, uh, go out of your way to uh, listen to the Wrestling Cheers podcast that was recorded at the after party. Oh, oh boy, God Almighty, that'll be a mess. That Twan Tucker segment is fantastic. I have Kaplan level le- legendariness. Um, also, tweet at us who you like to see if we come back to Akron. The Akron Canton fans that might be new ones. There tweet at us, you know, who you guys might want to see us do a meet and greet with at the next time in Akron. That's AI Wrestling. Yes, we'll see if we can make it happen. And Push it right up to the edge. Oh man, that's probably not Akron, bro. Yeah, no. Uh, not and for Dominic <laughs> Sorry, Green and John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks.